ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Monday, February 17th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Joining me on the program, the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh, is with us. And, of course, it is Monday. That means we're at the Union Pub and Grill. You know what you can get at the Union Pub and Grill every Monday? $2.150. What does that mean, Dave, call exactly? Shots, $2 call shots, $150 draft. Oh, there you and go. And this is a holiday, too, so come on down. President's Day? Come on down. Yes, it is President's Day today. So um, who's your favorite president? I, I might be opening up a can of worms, but who is your favorite president? Mm, no, we don't have one. You don't? No, you don't have a favorite president? Not really. There's so many. You've got, what, 45 to choose from? You can't pick one? Uh, I, I would probably say Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln, okay. Yeah. Ronnie Reagan, two. Okay. George, three. Because George got it started. George Washington, the and founder the, the, of it the, all. And, and, and the jury's still out on the one currently occupying King, occupying uh, the White House. Okay, so the he's jury's out on that one. So he's not on your <laughs> list. Well, he's on the list, but, oh. The jury's up on uh, jury's up on that one because he's still got a little time left in his first term. He's done a lot of good things, but there's a lot of people that don't like him as well. So we'll see what happens on okay. that one. Okay. But the other three guys are likable and gone, so you can't really roust them, rush them, blame them. You know, George was first. Abe did a little bit, and Ronald did a lot too. So, all right, there you go. Political thing it's over. over. Political it's over. Politics over. are over. We are here today at the Union Pub and Grill to talk, of course, Marshall basketball. We're going to yeah. get into bonus play, pod play, whatever you want to call it. Lots I, of play. I've been thinking about that, and I said, really, what purpose does this serve? Uh, it's really it's novel in its idea a few years ago that you're trying to protect. Say, right. say you have a team that is in the high RPI number. Yeah. This was designed to protect them so that if they lost to a team, in conference, it wouldn't be a team with a really low yeah. RPI. Right. And so the problem here is you're not in that world anymore. No, You've no. got the net that's a different system. They don't count this anymore. And Conference USA really isn't a conference in which you can enhance the resume. No. Because the teams are not high enough to really protect. Right. I mean, you, you might avoid a – Team like North Texas losing to Rice, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, which they've already done. So <laughs> I don't know what you protect there because you got to play everybody at yeah. least once in conference. You got these pods, and I'm thinking, what if each one in pod one go two and two? You know, split on the road, split at home, whatever. What have you gained? You don't gain anything. They haven't gained anything. You're not protecting anything. I can tell you right now, the first five teams, or really off the ones that get down there, are going. Let me have my first three or four game winning streak right now because if you don't, you're sitting home. Because nope. I think Marshall this year. Will not take anything if they don't get to the big dance. That's a good That's question. That's personally, but we'll see what happens. I don't that know. One. But you look at the, the net right now. Marshall, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Really? Yeah, the net's okay. Marshall's got a net of 179. Okay. North Texas has got a net of 90. That's not. Number one, is that the top of the conference? Yeah, Conference okay. USA, a net of 90. Louisiana Tech has a net of 92. And so those are two teams that. I don't think have enough to get in as an at-large. Right. North Texas or Louisiana Tech, if one of them win the conference, the other one may be an NIT bid. Maybe, but – It no. depends on how that pans out because, again, the regular season champion gets the automatic bid to the NIT in the event that they don't qualify yeah, for the NCAA tournament. That's going to fill up too. That that's will fair. fill up too. So. That's going to fill up a right. lot. 
And so North Texas and Louisiana Tech, 90 and 92 respectively. I don't think that's going to go up no. much in the no. net. And then Western Kentucky's got a net of 117, and then it starts to drop. Big time. Not too terrible, but 158 for Old Dominion, 173 for Charlotte, 174 for FIU, 179 for Marshall, yeah. 193 for UTSA, 201 for FAU, 202 for UTEP, and rounding it all out here, UAB has a net of 210. All right. Rice is 213, and Southern Miss 257. But none of them are as terrible as Middle Tennessee in their net ranking of 302. Is that like at the bottom bottom or as far bottom as you can go? The far bottom you can go here in the net Chicago State okay. at 353. That still is left. the bottom. Yeah, that's the bottom of the net. But still, 300 is like, whoa, that's pretty bad. Yeah, you're in the 300s. You're not winning many games. Man, that's two years ago they won the regular season. You know, two years ago. Yeah, they've had some issues. They've had a lot yeah. of changes in that program. And so that's where they're at right now. But unfortunately for Conference USA, there's really not a resume you're protecting here. No. I can't find it. I mean, uh, you, you got the bracketologist out now, and I have noticed uh, for Conference USA, a lot of them has North Texas penciled in. But as you know, Paulie, by that three days in uh, Texas, that could that could change. They could be gone after round one, two. You know, they'll get a good seed, but that's about it. They they better win three. Western Kentucky, they all know they better win three, or they're not going anywhere. Same thing as we found out with the MAC and the Southern, win them all, or you sit home. Remember, Mid American Conference used to be a multi bit league. And then used Mar to be. Then Marshall got in it, and then that kind of dropped. <laughs> and then Conference USA kind of was a multi bit league, and then yeah. Marshall got in, and that kind of dropped. And everybody else left. And, and that's, that was the thing. Everyone else and, left. And, and you're watching the bracketology type people, a lot of them fall in love with the AAC. You know, several of the teams that were in this conference have left the AAC, and quite a bit are getting a little bit of love on that one. They've got some good basketball Yeah, schools. they do. And so. They're at least in the conversation. They're going to have some teams in. They're going to be a, a multiple, two or three type thing. It's not one of those like we don't win a tournament, we're done. Unless somebody from the totally bottom comes out, which probably won't happen. I'm not buying into power six, but, boy, they are a six <laughs> yeah. when it comes to that in many regards. But, again, basketball is a little bit different yes. because you've got different conferences that are basketball only. Right. And that's going to take up some spots as well. But you look at group one, group two, and group, group three – and you have North Texas, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, Charlotte, and FIU. What does that say about Charlotte? Charlotte has a net of 173, and FIU has a, a net of 174. If you lose one of them, that's not necessarily going to help your net go no, up any. No, and that Charlotte member came out like gangbusters, and they got a little bit human towards the end. Uh, I think North Texas just pretty much, to me, is one of the best teams I've seen. Well, we saw them once. We, you know, Western got a double dose of them. They beat Marshall twice. They, they did beat La Tech here in overtime. They did beat FIU. So, we'll see what happens. But I, all, all in all, North Texas might be the best team I've seen because, remember, they came to town after giving up 64 points and a half to Western and just slammed the door on Marshall. They did enough to get a W and get out of here. And they've protected it since, since then. You look at the second group, and that's the group that Marshall's in. Right. UAB is sixth. Marshall's seventh. Old Dominion is eighth. FAU is 9, and UTSA is 10. And they have to go back there again. Yeah, let's look at the schedule <laughs> since you bring it up here. Yeah. Okay, so February 22nd, this that's Saturday. when a lot of teams start playing. Right. And you have Marshall on ESPN3 
taking on Old Dominion. It's at home, so Marshall will open up hosting Old Dominion so at the Monarchs have 7 p.m. Yes. They have to come back. 7 p.m. So Old Dominion, Marshall, back at it again. Uh-huh. And that'll be a fun game, I'm sure. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And, and then Thursday the 27th, Marshall will face off against UAB on the road. So they'll go to UAB. That'll be on CUSA TV. That's going to be a little later at yeah. 8 p.m. I'm sure. I know Danny's always saying forget, forget, forget. But in the back of their mind, they'll remember that was probably one of the worst games. I think it was the night when they scored only 50. UAB won that game. So they'll have something on their mind when they go in there for that one. Then Marshall skips the Sunday group. Thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, actually, that's a that's a smart move on yeah. whomever uh, decided. And then you got March 4th. That's a Wednesday. Right. And Marshall will play host to Florida Atlantic. Okay. So and they have to come here now. Yeah, FAU's got to come to Marshall. That's right. going to be at 7 o'clock. Right. That's going to be broadcast on stadium. I can find it. Okay, Dave can find it. It's good. I can good. find it. Well, you'll be at the game, yeah, so you so can I'll find the game there. Yeah, you'll be at the game, we'll Dave. We'll find it in person unless your eyes are closed. <laughs> you'll find the Cam Henderson Center. And, and then, then there's one to go. Saturday, March 7th, when everyone wraps up, you will have Marshall at UTSA again. Yeah. And that will be a 4 o'clock tip. And, and another thing I just thought of, you know how you have your travel partners in the mm-hmm. league? Well, you kind of throw your travel partners out here. Well, oh, no, that means you got to come all the way here. They have to go all the way to Texas to play one game and come home. Yeah, there's no travel partners no, here. There's no, there's no play, stay over and play. No, it's go play, come home. All the way to in San Antonio. I'm sure they got some places marked to go, though, so they'll pass the time well. And then, then March, you go to the tournament. March 11th. So you're going to Texas on March 7th. You're playing <laughs> yeah. March 7th. And then depending on what you do, either you, do you stay over and yeah, get ready for the go, tournament go right or back. do you fly back home to Huntington and fly down, get a get a new change of clothes <laughs> and then fly back to Texas? What do you do and then, in that situation? In that situation, how many clothes do I pack? Do we pack for an extended stay or are we on overnighter? <laughs> you got you know, to play it by ear. It's sudden death, sudden victory rather, not sudden. I hate to use that term. Sudden victory. You win, you stay, you lose, you go home. I don't know if it would be better if Conference USA worked this schedule so – Texas teams stay in Texas. Yeah. Since the tournament's in Texas, let the Texas teams finish out in Texas and let everybody else finish out where they're at. Like this weekend, it would be nice for Marshall would have their weekend with the Western Kentucky one by itself or something, or Charlotte Old Dominion. Where, you know, they haven't played in Norfolk in two years now. No. And so they haven't played in Charlotte. Here's the deal. I don't think this is a deliberate slight against Marshall, but Marshall's that's just the way you finished. Marshall's got to go to Texas. That's just the way it is. UTEP's got to go to Rice. Okay, that's not a big deal no. in the grand scheme of things. Southern Miss has got to go to Middle Tennessee. That's not a big deal in the grand scheme of no. things. Old Dominion's at UAB. Again, not a big deal. Uh, Western Kentucky at FIU, not a big deal on that no. day. No. And then Charlotte at Louisiana Tech, not really a big deal. No. Then you got Marshall at UTSA. Yeah, that's and a then long Mar- flight. So Marshall's either got to stay. Or they got to come back, yeah. and then they go again. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the tournament starts a certain day, and you got to be there a day early, probably. So uh, it'll be interesting how they pack how they pack their suitcases for that one. I'm sure somebody who is um, better suited to handle these travel logistics Has will be taking care of it right now. If they now. handled the Super Bowl weekend when they played two Florida games and worked out well, then I'm sure they can handle this one. I don't like this group play, though. No. I'm not a fan of it. I'm just uh, the women. No are- travel partner, and, uh, and and I'm just thinking if the top five teams each of them go two and two, what have they what have they gained? There's no gain here. There's no you're Nothing. not going to benefit from this. No. The only thing last year, Marshall ran the table, and got to six. That was it. 
mean, Marshall's seven now, so. Yeah. And here's the other thing about it. Marshall could have worked their way up to five or four. Yeah. There could have been an opportunity if you finish out the, the slate here. One more game, the way things fell, right. they could have made it. But at the same time, I do like the fact that you play your travel partner twice and you play everybody else in the conference once. Right. I like that, but you're not going to give up games, so no. where do you make those games up? That's just the way it falls. Yes. Yeah, so do you have you go back to playing you know the other teams in your division again? Do you go back to that system? I mean, do you play less games? Yeah. And no, you don't. That's not ever going to happen. You're no, not going to play just, less games. I so. think, uh, like you mentioned, get rid of the pods and go back to the way it was when you like. For example, there'd be a weekend when Marshall did go to Old Dominion and Charlotte. That is not happening in the last two years with this pod scheme. That that's been wiped out. At the same time, you got to have logistical juggling around because the women are still playing. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't put that into effect. They are still playing. They're, they're playing still, their regular schedule. They're playing and fighting, yeah. And they're usually a th- they're usually Thursday, Saturday opposite of the guys, like if you're one there at the other. But now theirs is already set. you got to work around it. Yeah, and honestly, I hope the men go back to the normal set, the schedule here because you got to keep in mind, here's what's going to happen. Of course, now Western Kentucky and Marshall are going to play on – this is women's. Right. They're going to play on February 20th. They're going to play in Bowling Green. And then – the herd plays on Saturday the 22nd, 3 p.m., the women against Old Dominion. At 3 o'clock. Yeah, they play at 3 o'clock. So, hey, you know, you're going to see a lot of basketball at the yeah. Anderson Center. And then on February 29th, they're going to play against North Texas. Because, again, the women do theirs a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but it's not crazy the way that it's put together. So, that's the good news, though. Marshall doesn't have a Saturday conflict with the women when it comes to the second game because Marshall's got two games left at home on the women's side. They've right. got Old Dominion on the 22nd. Then they've got North Texas on the 29th, and so they've got a week in between. And then March 5th and March 7th, they've got FIU, and they have FAU, and that'll be on the road. Again, yeah. that's not going to conflict no. with the men. But you have that doubleheader of sorts because you yeah. got a 3 p.m. game against Old Dominion for the women on Saturday exactly. the 22nd. You, and and if, you got to play that. You know, Marshall women have played well over this weekend and won two. And right now, Old Dominion, number two team in the, in the standings in the women. Only one ahead of them is Rice by one, and they haven't played each other yet. So the Old Dominion will be coming to town with uh, either a co-leader or runner-up in the standings. So heady heady opponent that day for, for the women. And then the men uh, got one of their Final Four games before they go to the next Final Four. A lot of Final Fours in there. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of Final Fours. And here's something else to keep in mind. If you're going back to the old schedule here, Marshall's 7-7 seven and seven right now. They've got four more games to go. They have a, a situation where they could, honestly, if they were playing the old system, they could maybe climb again and get a victory against FIU, get a mm-hmm. victory against Charlotte, and work their way up, they could have been a four or five seed here. Yeah. But now they're locked. They can't go higher yeah. than a six. Right. And they that, can drop that, to a ten. Yeah, that means that, but even if they get to six, you play every day. Right? Yeah. I believe. You'll, they'll be playing every day. There's no buys. No, no, you're not in a, a buy situation. And the bracket, basically, your first round is going to be on March 11th. That's going to be a Wednesday. And then you're going to play in the quarterfinals if you get past the first round on March 12th and then the 13th and then the 14th. And yeah. you don't know, you know, what it's going to look like yeah, because yeah. you don't know where you're going to be yet. Yeah, Danny's very used to that because two years ago they went four for four or three for four, whatever it was, and got out of there. Last year not quite as well, but uh, uh, if you want to know about your season, it's so ironic. The other night 
you think back to the Rice North Texas weekend, blew them out, had some rough times. Thursday night, they go to Texas Antonio. As we all know, they can't throw it in the ocean. Saturday, they could have thrown it through a thimble. <laughs> That's a, that was the difference. We are here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you. We've got more on the way. We will bring it all to you when we continue here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you here at the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday, you can come down here and enjoy $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. It's every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. This is also where you come to watch all the big sporting events. And, of course, I'm sure a lot of people were watching the All-Star Game, unless your name is Dave Walsh. Right. I watched briefly. You watched briefly Briefly. of what was, to me, one of the best NBA All-Star Games. Now, the bar has not been very high for me to say this. No. it was entertaining. Oh, good lord! It was entertaining. And then your number was either twenty-four or or what? Two or eight? One of the two. And so they did a lot to honor Kobe, but right. the fourth period, fourth quarter, it was a lot different than what you've seen in the past. Now they did what I think any good league does if you're trying to get people to come back watch your game. Right. They did a little innovation, and I think actually it worked this time. I mean, you tinker with things. I mean, unlike Major League Baseball, tinkering with the baseball playoff yeah. format, which I don't like. I don't I mean, like what they're thinking right now. This is an all-star game, and I think you can toy with it a little bit. And so the first period, you're playing for a charity. Right. And then they reset the score. They're keeping cumulatives. Right. But then they reset the score. And then the second period, you're playing for a charity. And then they reset the score. Third period, playing for a charity keeping the cumulative, and they reset the score. Right. And then the fourth period, they turn the clock off, and the team that has the lead, you add 24 points to that, and the 24 is in honor of Kobe. You add the 24 points, you have a target score. The target score was 157. Now, the first period, second period, pretty fun. You get to see the best of the best playing against each other. It was fun. And it started to getting a little bit more interesting. And they were into it a little bit more, and they realized, because you're playing for charity. Yeah. And so you're playing for $100,000 per period. Right. And the third period was a tie, wasn't it? was a tie. So it doubles down. Well, what happened was they moved that 100000 over to the fourth. So now you're playing for a deuce. And so you're playing for 300000 yeah. for charity. And they were playing. They, like, were, they were playing, playing for money. They knew yeah. money was on the line for somebody. Yeah. And there were, there were fouls called. There were defenses set. I mean, I thought we might have had a technical. I mean, the refs usually, this is an easy day for them. Okay, I'm going to blow uh, the whistle now and then. Go, yeah. No, the refs had to work because they were playing this as it was for keeps. Right. And I think the all-star game was better for it because you had the best of the best. I mean, all of a sudden, players are really going after each other. And, and again, it was all friendly. Right. It was, it was good, strong competition. I mean, there was no malice out there, but, boy, they were going hard against each other. And you got the best of the best going against each other, really going at it. Right. It was, I thought, one of the best all-star games yeah. I've seen in a long time. And I'm not a basketball all-star fan. I do right. not like the NBA and, all-star and it, game. It because comes it's, down to the end with it, the Kentucky graduate making the, 
decisive stuff. And then a play that before that was where even Spike Lee was thinking, like, maybe James Harden did shove off just a little bit to get to three. No. That guy's in the third row. But, dude, there there's no whistle on that one. There was going to be no whistle. I liked it. Yeah. And I know some people were like, how do you end on a free throw? Well, that's fine. Yeah. That's You know what? It was a it was a tension-filled free throw because yeah, cause he missed the first he one. He missed the first one. <laughs> he can play it off like, yeah, I wanted uh, to miss the first one here, put some tension on yeah. here. No. That, I mean, you sink this free throw, you win, you miss both of them, the other team gets the ball, they go down, and they score and win. Right. I mean, that's what the pressure cooker I mean, situation was. That's a $300,000 point. Yeah. And the charities, of course, made out. Yeah. I mean, one charity received 100000 The other charity received 300000 yeah. And that was a beneficial, I think, uh, move. Yeah. It kept people interested because, you know, now you're, okay, you're, you're playing for something a right. little bit more. Yeah. And you play for something a little bit more, the players start to get into it a little bit more. And I really – I don't know if we're ever going to see the, the way the fourth quarter was handled because it's similar to the – if you ever watch the basketball tournament, and I had to educate Dave on this yeah. a little bit, and I'll, I'll, I'll re-educate <laughs> everyone. Ahead. I'm open to it. I'll tell you who could probably educate us a lot more. You remember when Odd Elmore was putting yeah. together a team? They were playing in the basketball right. tournament. Right. And so the basketball tournament has, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, the Elam ending. Okay. E-L-A-M. That's what you asked me tonight, and yeah. I meant- what are you talking about? Okay, so let me tell you about you – know, I forget – I think it's gone up by one point. Okay. But what happens in the basketball tournament is they get to the fourth quarter, and what happens then is at the four-minute mark, the game clock is turned off right. at the first whistle with four minutes or less remaining. So they don't just arbitrarily turn the clock off. Right. First whistle, four minutes or less. And then they play to a target score. The shot clock still enforced, and so if you you meet that, or you, say you shoot a three pointer and you get the target score and more, you win. Or you hit a free throw and you hit the target score, you win. And so it's designed to eliminate things like teams fouling to try mm-hmm. to send the other team to the free yeah. throw line in hopes that they'll miss, right. and then you get the ball and you try to score two. But there's always a target score. Now, I'm not the math major here of this, of this group. But what happens here is, and it used to be seven, but the target score is eight plus. Right. Yeah, plus eight. Now, if free throws trigger the Elam ending, they will be taken before they set the target score. And they basically say, okay, here's the, here's the score. you got to get plus eight. You got you know, so the other team can come back, though. right? And again, I'm I'm not the I'm not the one who knows how uh, to do the the yeah. actual. I can't do it on the fly. Yeah. What, you know what the formula was. I just fr- know the winning team that went behind when it started was well behind. Right. I like the fact that the NBA said, okay, you know what? We're just going to turn the clock off, and you got to get 24 as the target score. You got to get to this number. Right. So we're adding 24 to the team that's on the lead. If the other team can come back, and LeBron's team was down by nine. I know. So they came back, and they won the thing. Right. And it was exciting. It was probably some of the best basketball I've seen in a long time for an all-star game. The one block shot by the Milwaukee guy, I have a hard time pronouncing his name, pinned the ball on the backboard. The ball, he lays it up, and the ball, he just went up. Yeah. They were going to call, and I think they changed. I think they changed it. Yeah. Because they got a goal 10. I mean, he just (laughs) pinned the ball on the glass, and I was going, what can you do? So – I think the the way the NBA did it was pretty cool because 
it doesn't end necessarily quick, but at the same time, you know what this – here it is. Okay. And the same with the, the, the basketball tournament. I mean, there could be a blowout, and then this is just a – all right, the other team's got to pop eight more in now, and yeah. they're done. But with the NBA, all right, here's the target score. We're adding 24 to the team in the lead, so they the target score is 157. All right. So all you had to do is score 24 more points if you're in the lead and you win. And all LeBron's team had to do was score nine more than that right. to get to that target score <laughs> because they were down. And they did. And they did. And I thought it was some of the best basketball. Yeah. Again, I mean, I'm not – saying that this is how college basketball should be played. No. But I think I am. I think I'm leaning that way. That Dave. was entertaining. Entertaining. And, and you're talking about weird things. I did watch a little XFL, the year-round football league. There was a team going to, you know, you don't kick the extra point. You're going to go for your two-point thing. And if I'm not mistaken, if you put it at one place, another place, another place, right. it goes to one, to two, to three. It was like, whoa, what are they doing here? And I think everybody on the team's wearing a microphone. I really do. Everybody wears a mic. You know, <laughs> you know what they're thinking, doing, and anything else in between. I didn't watch anything of the XFL this yeah. weekend. Week two, I didn't watch it. Yeah. I watched other things that I like because yeah. it's not to that point where I'm seeking it out. I don't need year-round football. I think it was just a channel surf, and I got on this thing with a conversion, and I went, wait a minute, and it explained it. Here's this. If you go back to here and you go back to here, because they weren't in the normal spot, they were like way back going yeah. to the max. And it's I like the yeah. I like the league. I like what they're doing. Now the DC Defenders they defeat the Guardians, the New York Guardians, twenty-seven nothing. So I'm glad I didn't watch that game. <laughs> yeah. the Dragons and the Vipers maybe a little bit more competitive, seventeen to nine. Uh, yeah. uh, that's um, that's Jason yeah. Toy's team, the Tampa yeah. Bay Vipers. That's like they've made it his team. Hey, hey, they've made it through two weeks now. What happened to your team back there, Jason? <laughs> the Renegades. <laughs> the Renegades. I know. The Dallas Renegades, probably the best team in the Dallas area right now. Yeah. And <laughs> they – I'm sorry, you know, Jason's talking in my ear. Yeah. I'm just – I'm trying not to laugh. I am I so sorry. <laughs> I know. Are they oh, going to no. do that or are they going to sign Tom Brady? <laughs> I don't have an answer to that, but uh, Jason Toy back in the studio. Yeah. Good job, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I needed that laugh. Yeah, uh, right now, are there any Marshall guys in the XFL? Because Chase was not on the roster for Florida. I think there's a couple of uh, – well, okay. Yeah. Which roster I look on now, I wonder. Okay. So, I mean, it's not a whole lot of – yeah. like it used to be. So, that's what Jason was talking about in yeah. our ear, and then yeah. over the air he was uh, – he's waiting on uh, Chase Litton to take over for Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, I'm – I'm trying to not laugh, and so I'm going to take a break. <laughs> Control yourself. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is what it's all about when yeah. you tune into this show. Yeah, you don't fun. know what it's going to be about. Yeah. We are here at the Union Pub and Grill. We're having a good time. We appreciate everyone at the Union Pub and Grill taking good care of us, as they always do. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. West Virginia Metro News. I'm Alex Thomas. The state Senate approving a pay increase for judges across West Virginia. Cowboy County Delegate Mike Wolfel. Many of our judges, believe it or not, in this state are paid below judges in Guam, American Samoa, and Puerto Rico. The last set of raises happened in 2011. The pay increase will be phased over two years. Mercer County Delegate Eric Porterfield apologizing for a legislative showdown. Porterfield last week asked bills to be read in their entirety, resulting in some committee meetings being delayed. Porterfield today on the House floor. This is the result of a lot of people's prayers. A lot of my friends and 
tell me you're going down a wrong path and I'm grateful for. A friend stopping by my office and sitting and telling me that it wasn't going to get goals that I have here accomplished. My wife seeing me getting ready to go back to combat in the media. Porterfield also mad last week about a confrontation with Delegate Brandon Steele. The full House of Delegates will next consider a bill on first responders. The measure would allow authorities to receive workers' compensation if they are diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Tyler County Delegate David Kelly spent 20 years in law enforcement. When I wore a uniform, we, we, we couldn't get help. We had, to, we had to find other ways to fight our demons. I learned to self-medicate just to try to forget the things that, that I was seeing. The House Judiciary Committee passing the bill this morning. You're listening to Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Did you know that 12 to 50,000 people die each year from flu-related illnesses? Some people recover from the flu within a week or two. But children, seniors, and those with serious medical conditions are at a higher risk for complications. I'm Lynn Fruth. Stop in your Fruth Pharmacy today and ask about your flu shot. The flu and other immunizations help protect you, your loved ones, and the community. Fruit, your hometown family pharmacy. Right now, some lawmakers want to make health care even more expensive by adopting payment parity. Payment parity is a government mandate that would force patients to pay more for telemedicine, to line the pockets of powerful special interests, rigging the system in favor of the well-connected over ordinary people. Lawmakers should be looking out for the best interest of patients, not healthcare lobbyists. Visit nocronyismwv.com and tell your lawmaker, don't make healthcare more expensive. Vote against payment parity. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. U.S. Senators Joe Manchin and Shelley Moore Capito will take part in a field hearing this Saturday. The hearing centered around the New River Gorge National Park and Preserve Act. The hearing will be this Saturday morning at Tamarack. Manchin serves as the ranking member of the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. Today's the 285th anniversary of the founding of the West Virginia Army National Guard. The unit considered one of the oldest active National Guard units and the longest continuously serving unit in the entire U.S. Army. From the Metro News Anchor Desk, I'm Alex Thomas. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, we are here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you. And Dave, we did research for you. Okay. Mr. Elam or whatever it was. No, 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 no. Are we past that? That's the Elam ending. That's basketball. We were talking XFL. All right. All right. On the roster for Jason Toys, Tampa Bay Vipers, Chase Litton wears number eight. All right. He's on the roster. You know where he's at on the depth chart? How far back? Fourth. Uh Uh-oh. That's a clipboard. Or run the scout team, one or the other. Still job in pro football, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's still there, but yeah, he's um, he's right now on the roster, so he's fourth. He's and he's his home. That's his home area, so I think that's where he's from. Give him, give him some time. Maybe, yeah. maybe he needs to find his uh, his best fit there. Yeah. I mean, I would have liked to see him stay at Marshall, but he took his um, he took he, he, he took his talents to the NFL, and now he's uh, in the yeah, XFL. That's right, and so hopefully it works out for him. Yeah. But if it doesn't, at least he took his shot. I'll give him that, though. He took his shot. Yeah. yeah. Again, I think Marshall would have been in a better position if he would have stayed. I do, too. But he did what he thought was best for him. Right. And i got to respect that. Yeah. Maybe not agree with it, but he, no, made, the, no. Yeah, he well, made the choice. So yeah, well, it's, it. it's what he has to do. Yeah. It's what he has to do. And if he believes that, look, I'm going to go pro, nothing else I can benefit from here. You know Maybe the transfer portal here would have been a blessing for him yeah. if it was really in going. 
because you see a lot of people are now taking their option to go to another school. Right. And I think it's a dangerous choice. You've got to be really good. You've got to be really talented and really sure that there's going to be another team that will take a look at right. you and bring you in because – once you go to the transfer portal, pretty much you You've are sealed your fate. Yeah, you you're <laughs> either you're either going to another school or you're not. Not where you were. No, no. A couple of places have already made it make very clear. You go to transfer portal. We're not kicking you back if it doesn't work out. They've made it clear. So I think it's though it's it's good for the players to have choices though because you know you go. What if the XFL became more of a developmental league for? The NFL. I don't know if that's going to be where they position themselves, mm-hmm. but what if they took this as, okay, look, you could either sit at a college for a few years or you could come play some pro football now. Right. And I don't know if the fans would, would go with that or they would enjoy that because you're not going to get the top-level talent that the NFL does. No, but what if not. you were developmentally? What if you tried to be better than college? Right. I don't know if people would take to that, but it would be an option for these kids. Because now they have an option that they want to go play football and they don't think college is where it's at for them, they can go to the pros. Exactly. Exactly. <coughs> it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens come Saturday night when the Monarchs have to come back to Huntington. But I'm uh, you know, monitoring action this weekend, Thursday and, and Saturday, was like I'm sure Danny was going crazy on Thursday night. I mean, you, I'm sitting there listening to the ball game. Second half is like, that's one, that's two, and that's Steve Cotton, that's ten. And I'm watching on the sidearm stat, and I'm wondering, one, they've missed 20 straight, and they finally got one. And they only, and they only lost, and what was ironic, I, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, as bad as they're shooting, UTSA is shooting as bad or worse, and they still got a, they, they still got a shot to win this game. Making one out of the first 21, 21 shots in the second half and still in the ballgame. Still in the ballgame. And well, then comes Saturday was the exact opposite. Well, if you play team ball, you have an option. Yeah. You have an option to win. Yeah. That's what I think they played on Saturday. They played team ball. Well, Mr. Byers came off the bench and, and, and you know, ended up with 12, you think, 12 threes. More threes than foul shots. No. <laughs> Something like that. Of course, some of that is if you're not hitting your shot, you're not going to help the no, team, period. No, no. But Marshall, I mean, let me see. I, I think I got that box score still here. Yeah, here it is. I got the UTSA box score. What was it? What did they shoot three three pointers? Um, they shot um, six of twenty eight. Okay. Let me let me double check that. Yeah, six of twenty eight. Okay. And then you go two days later, you get twice as many. Two days later, they have a twelve of thirty one mark from okay. the three point line. All right. So. So I keep these box scores handy for a yeah. couple of days, Dave. I can I can bring this up. Yeah. And Marshall got a lot of more a lot more production from more players. Yeah. That's the key here. The only thing that that, uh, and that bothers me, concerns me, whatever you want to talk about it. I know we're at the ball games, and I'm always yelling at you, PIP, PIP, when they do other team. But um, maybe not scoring all those points in the paint, but at some point in time, you got to have a presence. And the only presence they've had in the paint of late is is Iran Bennett on the bench. The other day, three minutes in the game, two fouls, he's sitting down. Hey, do you subscribe to the point of view that maybe because he's a big man, he's getting punished? I, I, I hate if that's what it is. I hope not. There's some, been some strange calls here, and I'm thinking, please don't punish the guy for being tall and big. That's not his. That's him. That's him. But you had him sitting on the bench. Uh, Gorn hadn't played in three games. He's a little winded. Mr. Byers comes off the bench, says, I'll take care of it, and then three ball city, and then Jansen made a few because Jared West had a tough day shooting. But then I kept thinking, as much as he's having to guard the other guy, 
he's getting worn out, but you got to give him credit. He may not have scored, but he's keeping the other guy quiet as well. Five of 12 for Jansen. Yeah. Four of 10 from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Six rebounds, only two fouls. That's good. Two blocks, one steal, 25 right. minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a good line for him. Yeah. It's a lot better than what he's been able to put yeah. together. And you think 25 minutes. That's a little over half the game. That's all. And you mentioned Jared's having a maybe an off night. Tavion only gets 11, but Andrew Taylor picks up his, his production a little bit. Michael Byers with 18, and I'm going to say was, that again. 18 points for Michael boy. Byers. Stevie's on the radio going crazy. His Byers, you know, it's like if he shoots and misses, what's wrong? Darius had five. Right. So, it's it's a team effort. You win this one on a team effort. Yeah, and right. honestly, you look at UTEP, UTEP was really not making the case for themselves anyway in no. this game. And look at the bench play. That's the one that really stood out. 31 bench points for Marshall, UTEP. Three. Yeah. That's going to beat you anytime, or should help beat you. Because UTEP has three guys that can score, or at least uh, in that game, they have three guys that can score, and everybody yeah. else was yeah. pretty much not a factor. You know, and, and the bench points, they really didn't have that many people you know, play off the bench also. Right. And that's the other thing is they, they kept their starters out there yeah. almost the entire game. I remember uh, they gave Verhoeven yeah. a, a breather. I mean, he was playing with four fouls also, so he got to sit down a little yeah. bit. He wasn't a factor. He had four points. Uh, and other than that, they kept almost everybody out there yeah. and played. And yeah. I don't know how you win basketball yeah. games that and, way. And, and you look at UTEP's record, you can see why. Yeah, and then you listen to Steve do the starting lineups. Four of the five UTEP players were transfers. They weren't at this school last year. It's a different – LSU, Fresno State, I forget the other spots. And they were starters. There's like one homegrown, homegrown player of the five starting five. But there's your transfer portal. They took advantage of it. Or – the. Somebody took advantage of it. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back, and we will wrap this one up here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, Dave, before we call it a day, we have got awards to mention, and we've got scores to tell you. First of all, Marshall freshman Savannah Wheeler named Conference USA Freshman of the Week. She I think had, that's twice for her. She averaged 14 and a half points, three rebounds, and three assists as the herd took care of their business against UTSA yeah. and UTEP. Swept Texas sweep. Yep. So she gets Freshman of the Week and softball. Guess who got Conference USA Player of the Week? Boom, boom. Boom, boom, Harold. Is that what you're calling her? Uh, I can see why people would not – I would not pitch to her. If she's up to bat by herself, I'm putting her on. I'm sorry. I'm just – one swing, she's getting four bases. If I put her on, only she gets one. Allie Harrell. Boom, boom, as Dave calls yeah. her. <laughs> 10 of 14 at the plate. Yeah. Drove in 11 runs. Hit two doubles. Three <laughs> home runs. Was walked three times and hit by a pitch once. Yeah. She also has um, a um, – wow. She has a pretty good fielding percentage. Yeah. So she's, she's pretty, pretty solid. She's pretty tough running the yeah, bag at first. Yeah, she's solid right now. Yeah, and it's like they're playing down the southern trip and, you know, when they come back with the weather, how much work do you get outside? To go 10 for 14 on something like that with limited maybe up here, all the credit to her. Yeah, I like their schedule, the way that they – you know what, we're going to avoid this uh, tri-state weather for a few weeks. <laughs> we're yeah. going to avoid this. Yeah. Baseball not quite as fortunate on their southern swing. No. And then, of course, we have hockey action. That's right. Guess what? It's President's Day. So – we have hockey. They're already playing, aren't they? They're playing right now. 
Okay. How, how's your team doing? Um, which, are we talking about my team or are we talking about my, my team fantasy of players. team? Oh, my team of players. Oh, my team of players. Okay. okay. Um, my team right now is leading the team that is led by WCHS's C.J. Harvey. Okay. 13.90 to nothing. Oh. It's early. <laughs> I was going to say real early. It's early. Yeah. Um, San Jose is uh, trailing Florida 2-1 at the end of the second. It is uh, 2-1 Anaheim over Calgary right now in the third. I think that's about ready to begin. And Arizona leading the New York Islanders 1-0 yeah. with uh, 1945 to go in the yeah. third. Yeah, that's right. We've got hockey going on. Yeah. Nobody, you know, it's a lot of employees off today between the banks and then government jobs. You can uh, go play early. <laughs> go to bed early. See, there you go. You but, know, you know, when I would you're have talking, had an XFL Monday yeah, game yeah. For, for President's Day. If you're talking fantasy this and stuff, when some of your guys are on the left coast and the right coast, do you religiously follow it, or do you say, I'll just wait till the morning and find out what they did? Oh, no, I, I manage this like I'm a – You're I'm there. A, like I, you're I, there. I'm, I manage this like I'm, a, I'm in char- charge of the World Bank. Okay. This is how it It's like if the game faces off at 10 or 10.30. Okay. Our time, you're still there, baby. Now, here's what I do. Okay. I set my roster right. daily. Right. And there's a tool that lets me automatically set it. And then I go in and you do some a, tweaking. I do tweaking. Okay. And then on a daily basis, I'm I'm keeping an eye on things. You're and the general manager. I'm running it. I'm look. I'm the CEO here. <laughs> You're the top. I mean, yeah. I, I run this like real money's involved, and there's no money involved in this. Right. This is just for fun, and I, I run this. I just wondered how entrenched you were in some of these because the years we had it at work, uh huh. There would be some times the way we scored and stuff. I can remember the draft coming home, and I'm going, "That's the worst draft in the history of the football league." And then on Sundays, you're playing. And you're going this guy. You're going go 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 stop. So they kick a field goal. Three's worth more than this. And I mean, and that was me. And the ones that are really into it, heaven knows what they're saying or doing. Oh, I'm checking every day. I'm checking. I'm checking often. Okay, hey, is my goaltender going to start? Do I need to change someone? Is there a late injury? I mean, that was that the one thing I would do. Yeah. I'm one of my favorite websites was the fantasy. Who's available? Who like, can go pick like up? Roto wire. Yeah, I mean, go to go to the, the waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, I, that was my first stop. I mean, I'm, I'm leading the leading the league in most looks at the waiver wire. It's like he's at it again. Hey, now they have an app on your phone. You can do all this stuff. I can't go that far. I haven't got there yet. But I mean, I remember one year, my best player was a person I did pick up off the waiver wire. That's how fortunate I got, or how bad I drafted. And I haven't decided what it was, but here's something <laughs> that'll blow your mind. Depending but, on the opponent you're playing, yeah, if they're doing poorly. They might go, and you have in this league that I'm in, you can pick up up to four. You can make four roster changes a week. Uh-huh. So they might go and do something called streaming. And what that is is say a goaltender starting tonight and you need some quick points. Yeah. You go drop someone on your team. You pick this goaltender pick up, up and then put him on your roster and then hope he can give you some points and yeah. then you, you rinse and repeat. And you got to watch out for players like that because, if you know, if it's a tight game – you might need to go change your roster on the fly and go get somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or if you get a really solid team, sometimes you just roll with it. But you, you sit get, back and go, yeah, okay, guys, do it. Yeah, you got to adjust. It depends on the player. You go, really, if you got Sidney Crosby, you go, Sid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One like that. Exactly. So if, if you got a really solid team here, you don't have to worry too much about it. Now, if you're into it, you make some roster adjustments here. You know, you can do that on a daily basis. You can do that every hour if you want as long as – they haven't been declared active yet because yeah. once your roster spot is active, you can't change. You can't. Right. I can't change in the middle of a game. Yeah, because like I think either last year we had our fantasy or next last year, uh, I led the league in most waiver wire looks. I mean, it was like I was way, way. I was there all the time. 
but I'm having fun right now. So, yeah. you, so you made I'm me check. Like so you, you made me check it. I've got the app in my hand yeah, right now. Why here. not? And you I gotta have, check it because I'm playing CJ Harvey from Channel Eight. Right. And I gotta beat him. Yeah. I, I can't lose to that guy. <laughs> no. It's but you know it is fun. Yeah. It is fun. So here I am, Dave. You want to finish the show because I'm making some roster adjustments right now. <laughs> but no, that's uh, that's how it works basically. Yeah. With football, it's a little different because you you play on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Monday. And so, you know, you don't have to look at it yeah. with a league like baseball or basketball or hockey. It's a daily thing. Yeah. And if somebody does the Major League Baseball deal with 162 games, they're playing almost every day, or they are every day, you've really got to be on your toes. I did baseball last season for the first time ever. How'd that go? I won the league. Went well. It went well. It went well. Ah. Champ. That's a good pitching down the line. <laughs> I wasn't the best team in the league, but I was the best team down the stretch. When That's all that matters. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. Don't forget Marshall playing on Saturday. We'll have that for you right here on one of these really good Kindred communication stations that you're listening to. Yeah, exactly. That's a cross-promo for the 93-second dog. <laughs> hey, uh, Daytona 500 is going on right now. You can catch that over on our sister station, Big Buck Country 101.5. And of I'm course, sure Jason appreciated that comment. Uh, all the NASCAR action all season long. And you know what? They can stream that, so you can pull up the Big Buck Country app, listen to it on the website as well. So uh, you can stream it on your smart device, you can stream it on your phone. You know, wherever you stream is where you can get it. You like that cross promo? Yeah. That was pretty good. I'm sure Jason appreciates you for that. I'm sure he did. If he heard you, he's probably watching it right now. Yeah, we got to say goodbye because we're out of time. Okay. Goodbye. Your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.